ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, this is Beyond Synth, episode 252. Now, this is going to be a shorter episode this week. If you listened to last week's show, you know I'm in the middle of moving. I'm in the middle of all this organization and kerfuffle and furniture building and all this other stuff. And so uh, I didn't have an opportunity to edit Uh, A full episode. This is the longest I've gone without even touching an edit of a show because I've just been so busy. So today, I am joined uh, once again by uh, Neon Fox, a.k.a. Julian. Hello. And uh, we are going to do a a high five, a classic high five, all right? Yay. Hello, Andy. And uh, hopefully that satisfies you uh, insatiable audience members who need Beyond Synth. And when I'm fully organized, uh, we will return to regular programming. But I didn't want to go like three weeks without an episode or something. So here we go. And I'm in a new squeak, an old squeaky chair. And this so is- am I. So am I. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Dennis grills me about this all the time. <laughs> I, I just like the sound. It's just a, it's like a sound effect CD, like <laughs> leather creaking. I'm trying not to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine is the uh, spring squeaks. Uh... Bruce Spring Squeaks. They, like the, the springs <laughs> in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write that down. I'm just picturing a Disney cartoon with a mouse on a stage. Yeah, that's my new character. No one steal that. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in a cartoon. Fucking Bruce Spring Squeaks. Copyright Andy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, these... these um, basically... When we came back to the city with my family, we had the van packed like fucking Tetris. Like, it was so full and so efficiently packed of, like, everything, like our life, that um, I couldn't fit my computer chair. What's happening? <laughs> you said Tetris. Now I got the Tetris song stuck oh, in my head. Oh, shit. I was like, is this a fucking Bruce Spring Squeaks fucking <laughs> original? <laughs> anyway, so look, we're going to do a high five, but uh, in uh, in Andy style, I'm going to not allow you to do it right away because I just want to play this track. And uh, not a new song. I was just listening to my playlist on uh, Random, and this track from Magic Sword came up from the album Endless and I feel like I just gave it a quick listen through like when I listened the first time like I love Magic Sword and Mm -hmm. sometimes when there's artists who I really like I just listen to the album I'm like hey that was a good album they did a good job and then I sort of move on to all the other music I have to listen to and then it's only later that songs will sort of jump out at me and go oh fuck that was cool it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters now since it's a high five we'll be thanking all the lovely five dollar patrons but of course i should point out uh, all the awesome uh the kings of the pattersons of course robert d bishop chris dance mike shima you guys are amazing amazing guys kings even and then of course uh, jose arbello with the 66.6 and jacob wick with the 4488 i gotta talk about that in a bit and city hunter with the 42 and uh, we'll thank some more after the track anyway Look, this song is awesome. Which song did you pick? I picked a new quest, all right? I just dug the vibe of this one. It made me happy. I've actually listened to it several times. I've come up with a whole television show idea inspired by the song, because that's what I do. <laughs> and then I don't tell anybody these ideas, and they go away. Anyways, uh, let's listen to some Magic Sword here. This is a new quest. Quest. 
And that was a new quest by Magic Sword from the album Endless. Excellent track. Yeah, and that uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, of course, with the, uh, the in the 2666 Club. There's uh, Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. And in the $25 Club, we're talking about Clint Dowling, Jimmy the Hutt, Alex Seligson, a star apart, Restless Nights, Honey Beard, Tim Carlton, Johnny Five, Kempson, Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, Blake Peterson, and Ken Giroux. You guys are the best. Didn't Iron Skullet give this album a bad review? I know he doesn't review anymore. I don't think so. For what, Endless? Mm-hmm. Or was it the last one? Isn't Endless the last one? Uh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I think, yeah, he tore it to pieces. Yeah, man. When songs jump out at me and uh, inspire me in, in some ways, and so I was literally, I was cleaning up, and then when this song came on, I'm like, what a cool song. I like these songs that have this sort of retro kind of synthy vibe where there's a sort of like these kind of disco-y kind of things. And mm-hmm. the I don't know, I love all that shit. Anyway. My favorite track off that album is Prophecy. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I like the album. I don't <laughs> I'm not like a kiss ass or anything for people, like, but I genuinely enjoyed uh, the music. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Yeah, not much. Like most people, uh, hunkering down for this COVID nonsense. Mm. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I got to work from home. So, yeah, major cabin fever. We were talking before the show started. I thought uh, not being able to go out, I'd save money at the bars. But instead, there's Amazon. Maybe we can spend today talking about all of your uh, purchases. God, no, no, I don't need. I don't need a reminder of what I've done. <laughs> What I've done with my credit card. Let's not forget all the band camp days. Yes. Oh boy. I don't want to say I went crazy, like, but I still end up like leaving every Friday with like having bought like thirty items. But I mean, some of them were singles and stuff, and then some of them were albums. And yeah. I don't know how much money that works out to be, but I, I, whatever. It, it was a it's lot. Always, it's always, it's always, yeah, it's always a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, look. Why don't we uh, get the the high five rolling? The five dollar club. I, I got them covered with some five excellent tracks. Excellent. Excellent. Well, give me one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's kick one off with a fresh one from uh, Popcorn Kid out of India. He's just dropped a new track. It's going to be, he's dropping a concept album soon. And this song is called Flamingo Dance featuring Catherine H.B.
right, and that was Flamingo Dance featuring Catherine H.B. by Popcorn Kid. And that is, of course, Julian's first pick this week for his high five. And uh, we're back here. We're just uh, sitting around. So you've said you've made a lot of... Oh, wait, that was brought to you by my awesome (laughs) patrons in the $5 Club. That was the whole point of this. Yes. Uh, I'm not very good at my job. All right, well, I guess Zen Fraser is kind of like the king of the $5 patrons with the 586. And then... uh, uh, we got Tim Brawl and Christopher Hudson and the Naked Flame and Stephen Forster and Captain Big Bucks. You guys are all right. Oh, yeah. So, look, you uh, said you made a lot of Amazon purchases. So yeah. tell me what you've purchased on Amazon and we'll rate we'll rate Jeez. them. All right. Well, so, you know, I'm, I'm in IT. So I was sitting at home with one monitor when usually I'm at, at work with two monitors. So I was like, all right, let's go to Amazon. Let's order up two monitors. And of course, you need a monitor stand to go with it. So you get a monitor stand and then all of a sudden, space is getting cramped at my computer desk and I realize my headphones, I need a headphone hook to like stick on the uh, my bookcase next to me. And then you know how people started streaming and DJing on Twitch and the concerts because everyone was quarantined, right? Mm. So I went and bought two USB cameras recommended to me by Von Kaiser. And then I had to get little stands for those and then you know i'm looking around and yeah i needed to get another uh, bookshelf add-on so i can stick some vinyls because all of a sudden now i've started collecting vinyls and then of course throughout the holidays my fridge cacked out so i had to spend like 400 500 bucks on fridge repair oh i was, I was hoping you were about to say you bought a fridge stand it just seems like you bought a lot of stands <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I bought a stand well, for my fridge, and I bought a stand so I can rest my feet when I'm at my desk, and I got a stand yeah. for my desk. Also, I went and got an, a new amp for my microphone, because before, my microphone is an XLR microphone. It goes into a native instrument sound interface, mm. and it wasn't loud enough. Dennis used to complain about it all the time. I had to crank my gain to the maximum, and it was still too quiet. So I went and got a tube amp. So now I'm like double amplified. Nice. Yeah, I do the same thing. I use a, a Shure SM7B. Mm-hmm. Like the quality is good, but they're very quiet mics and they require a lot of preamp. And um, I just basically boosted the shit out of it like digitally. Yep. And man, I got this thing called a FET head, which is um, essentially what you're describing. There's thing, you know, there's like cloud lifter you can buy that requires you to you have to plug it in and it boosts the signal. And the FET head, it doesn't boost the signal as much as a cloud lifter, but it literally just clips on the bottom of the microphone, so it basically just becomes almost like an extension of the XLR cable. Oh, cool! I tested both, and I remember I think the other thing, no. No, 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 no. I'm an idiot. I don't think the cloud lifter needs to be plugged in, but the cloud lifter, you need two XLR cables. Ah, okay. So it's like, because the cloud lifter is basically just like an interface box and you have to plug your XLR into one side and plug another one out the other side to run to your computer. Whereas the fed head is basically like a little plug that just clicks to the bottom of your microphone's XLR and then you plug the cable into it. So basically you don't need more cables. Right, right. Anyway, this is boring for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) What what microphones do you guys use? What are they connected to? I'm trying to think here. Why did I think the cloud lifter needed to be plugged in? Hold on. Maybe because of the name? Cloud lifter power supply? Question mark? <laughs> no, that no, it doesn't. Okay, so that was just a waste of two minutes. <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> talking with such certainty about something that I'm just completely wrong about. That's the fun of podcasting. <laughs> anyway, look, I corrected myself, you fucking nerds. I know there's like some sound people out there. Cloud lifter doesn't need a plug. <laughs> But they don't wait because they don't wait for. I bet y'all even get like a letter about it, and then like, I know they didn't. They don't wait for the one minute later where I realize my mistake. They hit pause and they start bringing up their email. 
type, 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 type. Actually, I do have something to say about that because I went on a rant about that last week and I feel like I need to clarify something. Say it. Say it. Well, how about this? How about you play uh, your another song and then we'll do it? Oh, sure. All right. Yes, yes. $5 Club. Here we go. Your Sister is a Werewolf out of Tennessee has dropped a fresh new album called uh, Captain Video. And he's got a couple of collabs on there uh, featuring uh, OSC, Opus Science Collective, as well as Gab Manette. So I picked the song Late Fees featuring Opus Science Collective. And that was Your Sister is a Werewolf with the track Late Fees featuring the Opus Science Collective, or OSC, that the cool kids call them. And that was Julian's second pick this week, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. The Johnny Five Club is actually what it's called uh, officially. And, of course, there's Steve from The Matrix, Raur, Tetsuya Miwa, Tron, Javolta, Rama Branch, 
I do this every time. Literally every time I do this, and I'm like, wait, does he say Rama or Rama? And I'm literally <laughs> going to say this for the rest of my life. I get it from my dad because like he doesn't listen, and what he does is he has an idea in his head. Aren't all dads like that, though? They don't listen. Well, you're sort of like, like if he walks in the room and goes like, oh, you're going to make, a, if I'm holding a banana or something, I'm like, oh, you're going to make banana bread? Like, no. And then I'll go through a whole thing. But then when I'm done, he'll leave the room thinking I'm about to make banana bread. <laughs> and so later on, when we have an interaction, he will be operating under the assumption that I'm making banana bread because he never actually listened to the thing. And he, the only thing that stayed in his head was his initial idea. Anyway, so that's the case with Rama Branch. Uh, Rama. Not banana bread? Yeah. Well, he says banana bread, actually. Banana. Because he's got an accent. Mm. So last week, I was uh, praising listener Jacob Wick yeah. for having a good disposition. Mm-hmm. I basically, I listened back to that bit, and, and I'm not sure I was entirely clear, but the main point was sort of an extension of what I talked about with Droid Bishop the week before. Last week, I was sort of chastising people for sending me negative comments or complaints the moment I said something like they didn't like. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about not voicing your opinion or opposition or is it about you know telling people they shouldn't message me if they have feedback the point was you know about looking inside yourself and seeing what drives you to comment or leave feedback in the first place droid bishop and i talked about the power of like positivity and you know many people comment or message me with nice messages that are like driven by like appreciation and stuff i'm not saying like i want people to kiss my ass like i want to be clear that like yeah, <laughs> that sounded very crystal clear with your uh, with my tube amp. Yeah, but I mean, the point is like it's not about me. It's about like the relationship of the audience or the relationship that audiences have with the artists. And in my case, like I'm just like a guy on the Internet or whatever. But like it's about like what sort of energy you are projecting and what the goal is and why are you compelled to comment in the first place? And so my criticism is sort of a people who are driven by like anger and, you know, like disappointment and disgust and bitterness right uh, because you know what? i'm glad i'm glad you brought this up everyone knows everyone knows me i'm mr sunshine blowing up your ass every day right mm. and uh one thing i have no tolerance for i can't stand is there, there's no constructive reason to just be a sourpuss and to interject into social media comments send emails i mean what's the point you're right and and it's i guess it's good that you're here actually because you're sort of an example of the opposite side of that where like mm. you know all of your social media posts and your interactions you know in real life are usually about just bigging up whoever's around like making people feel good yeah. i mean especially in a scene that's small with artists that have you know not like huge audiences yeah. that you are basically like you're like one of the like official super fans of just the scene it reflects back on you you know you, you put something nice out and Somebody smiles and that reflects back on you. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I was talking about with Droid Bishop was we were just saying not that she's, cause I'm not like a magic guy. So like when I, I talk about the I power, I told you I love Droid Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like a power positivity in, a, in, in like a mystical sense, like the, the secret yeah, kind no. of thing. No, no. I'm literally in it in the logical cause and effect way of if you're pleasant and nice to people, people want to to be around you like it's just a better thing to be yeah and so what what i was basically trying to say last week although I'm, i don't know if i was entirely clear is like if you're one of those people who like post negative shit it's like and and also not just negative shit but the knee-jerk reaction so like mm-hmm. the sort of the triggering effect like when someone you can go for a while without saying anything and then all of a sudden someone says a thing and then you just have to you have to f- email and go you're wrong you know and you go so i want people to just like 
ask yourself, like, how is it that you can go weeks or months without saying anything, but then all of a sudden you have to say something and then ask yourself, where is this coming from? Like, what is the goal? You know, like, I'm not like a communication expert or whatever, but I mean, I've had my fair share of misunderstandings in my life with communications with people, which were like learning experiences for me. But my main takeaway was really thinking about what my goal is when I send a message into the internet. First of all, negativity, it feeds back on itself. You'll notice somebody posts something negative, whatever mood they're in, whatever stuff they're going through, it's fed back because someone else starts agreeing with them in terms of whatever negative opinion they have and it becomes one big bitch fest and when there's an artist involved i mean i know that mentality and i guess my main point is is like don't let anger or disappointment be the reason you write something on the internet especially to an artist because i guarantee like if you say because i know this is true for me i know this is true for other people because i've talked about it with other people if you say a negative comment to an artist followed by a positive one they will only register the negative one yep I know. I'm like, I'm projecting my worldview a bit here too, because I've never been, I've never really been an internet commenter. Like I dabbled in it with my Twitter account, had a bunch of negative experiences and then was like, oh, this sucks. And then I just pulled away. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something like I, I was driven to do. I can watch like, say like a Joe Rogan podcast, for example, and I can completely dislike the guest. Like, and most of the time I just stop watching. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm watching and the guest is like a complete idiot that I don't like, I don't thumbs down. I don't comment. I don't tell people about it. I just go, all right, like, I'm not going to watch any more of this interview. And that's my <laughs> that's my input into this situation is like, I'm done. Like, he, they got the view on YouTube and like, it's over. I'm not going to waste my time. But if it's a compelling enough show, I might still watch the whole thing. And when it's done, like I say, like, I, I don't leave a comment. Like, I just go, I just, I consume the content. Like, that's what I did. And I don't need to start, like, violently typing, you know, like, this this fucking idiot doesn't know shit about 9-11. Like, do the research or whatever, you know, like... Typey, typey, typey. Yeah. A lot of time it's a yelling and followed by do the research. This is the thing, you know, like, everyone's yeah. a fucking sleuth. Oh, yeah, especially on the internet. Yeah, so that that's what my point was. I wasn't specifically calling out anyone in particular for for messaging me it was just sort of a general thing and i couched it in a compliment of one of my listeners mm-hmm. it's just nice to be positive if you if you didn't like something that's fine just don't big it up or don't talk about it that's yeah. all <laughs> and you can also you can also do it by encouraging the positive thing yeah you know that's what i do all the time when people send me music and i'm backed into a corner where i have to say something yeah say, okay well i like this this part of the song i love after a while i think people get the point it's like you know if you, yeah. if, if i talk to somebody and it, let's say we're talking about music and if i always say i really love this instrumental track you know like maybe after a while the artist will get the hint that oh like maybe people aren't digging my vocal tracks so much you know what i mean like <laughs> without actually saying, hey, your voice isn't the greatest or whatever, you know, like there's ways to compliment everything else and then after a while, let the person come to their own realization like, oh, people seem to be gravitating more towards this thing, maybe I should focus on this thing yep. instead of being told point blank, oh, this fucking song sucks and meanwhile you're being told that by some <laughs> fucking asshole. Me, like, Excuse me, sir, have you considered death metal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking, anyway, but the point is we talked for way too long, so play me another no. song. Yes. All right, my th- third song let him riot dropped an album this summer called years later and he's out of california of course and uh, i picked the trong or the <laughs> trong. so uh yeah so i picked the song say by let him riot Give up on 
And that was Let Them Riot with the track Say, or the Trong Say, <laughs> as I should say. And uh, Let Them Riot is a talented guy. He's been on the show a few times, and uh, I always enjoy hearing his tunes. Of course, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club, okay? We're talking about Jeremy L. Corp, Standing, John Walkow, Techno Ben, and Eurobeat Intensifies. And uh, I'm back here with Julian. That was his... Uh, third pick this week so so uh you spent pretty much the whole summer in isolation yeah i mean we were we've been there since march that's like almost six months like i always sort of intended to move back home i just don't think i will ever be able to buy a house like i I don't think that's something that i'm ever going to be able to do unless i strike it rich or i finally get that fucking oil baron to uh sponsor the show real estate is so cheap in toronto yeah yeah (laughs) fuck So, yeah, so that's, I mean, obviously buying a house in Toronto is literally out of the question. Like, you mm-hmm. actually have to be a millionaire mm-hmm. or be willing to go into some fucking insane debt, which I I don't want to do. Eat craft dinner, morning, lunch, and night. Could you imagine? Like, just sitting there, just knowing, like, I paid $2 million for my house and you're fucking eating dog food because, like, you can't... Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I know I don't really have specific future plans, but some of them were always like, hey, I can work, you know, in this small town, it's quiet, and then once a month, go to Toronto. And I always thought it'd be cool to have a small apartment in Toronto, mostly hang out in the small town where I would work and stuff, and then once a month, come up to Toronto for, you know, four or five days, hang out with all my Toronto friends, go to shows, you know, like, plan it that way maybe even have a set like it's set in toronto so when artists come into town to perform you know there's the set ready to go to film in and then i still go back and work okay i'm picturing you though in a small town i'm picturing you on like andy on a bmx bike zipping around the streets in a small town like stranger things i would honestly i would i talked about getting a bike because I, I, so it's like a kid size BMX bike, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want the exercise, and I want to have to like lean over it, like fucking lurch. <laughs> but obviously, the main problem, and I know I bitched about this for fucking weeks, is that the internet's really slow in this small town. Starlink. Well. The thing is this. Now, I've just been informed by a secret insider who is on town council mm-hmm. that uh, there is, in fact, fiber cable that's been laid. And apparently this is true of Guelph as well. Sorry, people outside of Canada. This is, these are very specific uh, Ontario references in Canada. So I guess they laid fiber cable for the future, but there's no plan. And I just found out about this. That, so I guess theoretically there is a fiber cable running down the main street of town, but there's it's not going anywhere. It's just cable. You just need to dig up dig up your front lawn. And- yeah, I guess. I mean, like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, build a fucking box and then start running. Because the thing is, the internet's so slow up there. Like, the town that I grew up in, it's population 2300. Yeah. So maybe there's 
500 houses in town. So literally, my internet speed when I'm in the city, if you broke that up 500 ways, would still be faster than (laughs) the internet we had. Because... Like my upload speed, I mean, it's supposed to be like 900, but I think it's more it's more like 400 or 500 yeah. or something, yeah. like megabits yeah, a second. Yeah, like the fiber yeah. cable. So it's like, all right, if you divided that by 500 households, that would still be at least a megabit a second, whereas my internet there was like point... I mean, like it's in the kilobytes. It's like, it was like point six hundred kilobytes or something, upload speeds. Mm. So I uh, hope my listeners liked hearing all this. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wasn't that exciting? I, I'm out of touch, people. I haven't edited the show or recorded in weeks, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. How about, how about a song? That's a great idea, Julian. All right. My fourth song. My fourth. Gee. <clears throat> gonna trong for me or what? <laughs> All right. So, my fourth pick is by Bronster Bridge out of Russia. It's off the album Dissolving to Sunset, which was dropped just this past week. And this song is called Yacht in the South Bay, featuring our friend Micro Matzines.
And that was Bronster Bridge with Yacht in the South Bay featuring Micro Matt Scenes. I always find that name difficult to say, the Matt Scenes. Mm-hmm. But that was a cool song. That was uh, Julian's, was that your fourth pick? Fourth pick, yeah. Julian's fourth pick this week. And that was, of course, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. We're talking about the Fear Merchant, Arcade Eyes, Jean-Christophe Leconte, Chest Press Magoo, King Koopazilla, and Kevin Taylor, and uh, what the hell, Robocock. You've got the best Patreon names. Yeah, there's uh, there's some good ones in there. <laughs> you started up State of Synth, right? Is you guys are doing that again? Yeah, started State of Synth, just started up this past week. We had uh, Starcadian on, a nice guy, really nice guy, very talented, and uh, he's working on his new, uh, his sequel to his album, Midnight Signals. So that'll be Midnight Signals 2. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the year that'll drop. Cool. So yeah, back into the groove. I mean, I think everybody was just off-put with all this COVID nonsense. Well, it is off-putting. Yeah, little by little, things are starting to open it up. The way that they portray it on TV, you know, the way they sort of like, oh, everything's like shuttered and all this stuff. And when I come back to the city, like, it feels the same. <laughs> like, people are just walking around. I went to the store, like, yeah, people are wearing masks and I wear a mask. And some people seem to really have a problem, but I don't know if that's necessarily with just having fabric against your face or... No, or it's an anxiety. Like I think it's an anxiety thing. I'm not going to make any excuse for anything, but it definitely doesn't hinder your breathing. But some people just get anxious when you stick something on their face it's odd that i personally don't have anxiety about this because i do actually have like claustrophobia but it's more like i don't know how to explain my anxiety like when it comes to that like there's a psychological cla- like obviously there's the very real claustrophobia of you are trapped in a small space mm-hmm. but i have the thing where i just don't like being told i can't leave and it doesn't matter how big the space is right god like if i was in school if i was in like school these days i don't know if i could handle it like you know every year there's a always a kid now or like some kid was seen with a gun and then they put schools on lockdown yeah and if i was a kid now like with my personal anxiety i would have a hard time with that and not because of being afraid of like oh like some kid's gonna come into the school with a gun i literally just don't like the idea of like well now you can't leave this classroom and like the doors are sealed shut that would give me fucking extreme panic yeah the only the only fear i have is i went google this like a couple of years ago megalophobia the fear of large objects. <laughs> and, and only, and, and only... <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. The fear, uh, like how large? So, if I were to fall off an ocean liner into the into the into the water, oh well, of then... course. Oh, and you saw like a whale underneath you? No, no, no. The, the ocean liner itself, right next to me. Oh, I would, I would probably my head would explode just knowing knowing how large this thing is, how much, how large it is underwater below me and how big it is above me interesting but you know i I wouldn't i don't think i'd freak out if an elephant walked by or you know i'm not scared of tall buildings i i'm a city boy but things like ocean liners and okay so like i can't swim very well so like Mm -hmm. just being thrown into water in general would be like terrifying for me but if i was in water and looked down and a whale went underneath you like the big ones i mean it does put you into perspective i suppose yeah yeah but for me, I think, I mean, that isn't as large. It, it's freaky to see something moving and, and alive. But you know those big whales. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the well, there's the... The sperm whale. Sperm, well, sperm. I think the blue whale is bigger, right? Is it? Yeah. What's the... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Research Magoo. What is the biggest whale? Oh, you type faster than me, don't you, you bastard? It's the blue whale. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's massive. That's, that's the one with all the barnacles on its face. Oh, I thought that was the sperm whale. 
Nah, the sperm whale is the one that you see from the old. That's the sperm whale is like the Moby Dick whale with the big fat head and kind of squat. In in the books, the sperm whale was always the one drawn, right? Because it's the most whale like. Okay, but a blue whale is like kind of thinner. Yeah, blue whale. It's it's flatter but massive. Ninety eight feet long. Yeah. 98 feet 30 meters long yeah <laughs> holy fucking shit <laughs> now that would give me fucking megalophonia or whatever the fuck you said <laughs> megalophonia no that's just fear of large microphones oh man so sperm whale is only 67 feet only yeah sperm sperm whales are tiny <laughs> i can take them but then your fear requires very very specific circumstances to trigger well yeah it, it's just massive things usually that move and I guess whale could be one. Just standing in a ferry dock or something next to an ocean liner freaks the hell out of me. Mine's like all psychological, so it can be triggered in any random situation. Like I could be in like a movie theater, Mm -hmm. you know, with all that space and it doesn't have to be packed or anything. But if all of a sudden they said like, we're closing the doors, uh, there's an emergency outside, Mm -hmm. I would start to feel uncomfortable. Just even if the space was big. So I I just Googled. That could be... Clethrophobia. 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 The fear of being trapped, which is often confused with claustrophobia. Ooh, this is interesting. Okay. Clethrophobia. I'll look it up. Yeah, because like, for instance, like I don't like the idea of being in elevators. Yeah. And if it stops and you're stuck. Yeah, but it's not so much about the size of the space. It's just about the not being able to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The choice of getting out is taken from you. And it's embarrassing because I always, because then the fear just becomes, it's almost like a social fear because I feel like, oh, am I going to fucking throw up in front of these strangers? Am I going to pass out? Am I going to shit? You know, I don't know. Like, I mean, but I've never done any of those things. So it's all psychological. Like every single time in my life. So this is like the sort of the good news of the story. I have been in a situation where I where that anxiety has been triggered mm-hmm. and I start to have a panic attack. I never fainted. I never threw up. I never did any of the things I feared I would do. Maybe just sweat. I, yeah, I would just I would tremble. Yeah. And I and then I would leave the situation when it was over and I would feel uncomfortable. Cuz on top of your your phobia, then you could have anxiety and all kinds of other issues which will magnify it, right? Yeah. So some people, the phobia triggers it. The anxiety is what magnifies yes. it. And then we got ourselves a good old-fashioned feedback loop. Well, welcome welcome to Psychology 101 with Andy yeah. and Julia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're talking out of our ass probably, but... <laughs> then a fucking global pandemic happens where we all got to stay inside and yeah. mysteriously I get anxiety again. Yeah, every, I, th- I think that happened to everyone. Yeah. Everyone's developing problems you're not alone folks you're not alone well we're all gonna get together and have a big hug all right Mm. i'm still holding out for that hug i think that's what when you know i don't know when it's gonna be where i'm gonna feel comfortable traveling but whenever that happens and if there's like neon retro wave fest uh, i hope it's just a big hippie fucking (laughs) just everyone gets in get everyone gets into like an auditorium and just like everyone gets naked in an auditorium and starts hugging yeah yeah Anyway, how about this? Well, actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. I want to play a song, and then we'll Do save it. your pick of the week for, for the end. Do it. I want to play this track from Turbo Night Ooh, yes. from the album Navigators. 
and this one came up on the playlist, and I was like, this is a cool song, and uh, it features Magnus, and uh, and I dig it, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club, people like Bogdan Crevo and William Dalfin, Anders Enger Jensen, Betadine, Luke Jackson, Mr. Gimson, and uh, the Axel Effect. You guys are awesome. And now, uh, let's listen to this. This is Turbo Night with Together We're Alone featuring Magnus.
And that was Turbo Night featuring Magnus with the track Together We're Alone. That was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. People like Watch Out for Snakes and Christian Micklebust and Josh Riley and Chris Williams and Andrew Tukas and Sven Bomanis and Joey and Kendra and uh, City Bat. There's you too and Star Nomad. You guys are awesome. Anyways, I'm back here with Julian. That, of course, was my pick. Turbo Knight's awesome. Good finish synth wave. Yeah, man. Again, I feel like I'm behind. The reason why I didn't want to go too many weeks without doing an episode was because now my playlist of like songs to play on the show is just getting so big, and I don't want to release just a playlist. Yeah. Like, I don't want to release something that isn't a Beyond Synth episode. You know what? People want to hear your voice. Well, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> they, they want your Andyisms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> Before we started recording, you mentioned that you just watched the uh, Bill and Ted yeah. movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and I actually just watched that today. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I like those movies. They're silly. Oddly enough, the day before, I watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh. I mean, it's not a good movie, but I mean, mm-hmm. and oddly enough, there was like parallels. They both sort of feature older protagonists who are still st- stuck in living the same kind of life they're living, but they're a lot older now. Yeah. The adventure is being passed on to daughters like specifically daughter yeah it sounds like the premise to the new ghostbusters it's like that dynamic of reverence to the old stuff yeah but then passing it down and then adult dads dealing with you know having daughters that are like following in their footsteps and stuff um now obviously jay and silent bob reboot is a bad movie i liked the original one but also that was you know when I was like in high school and so that kind of humor was like exactly yeah that's funny and it's funny to see like oh there's a cameo from you know Mark Hamill and stuff like that's fine (laughs) I don't know like I thought like Jay and Silent Reboot was like it's almost a movie that's like cute like it didn't make me laugh at all but as I'm watching it I'm just like okay I get it they're doing old references I understand the audience for this and I know that there's people out there who would appreciate it it's just not necessarily for me like I'm not yeah. like in love with the the view askew universe <laughs> even though I like some of the movies yeah. but I feel like the hardcore Kevin Smith fan who you know like listens to his podcast network yeah, and yeah. loves all his movies I'm sure like they got a kick out of seeing the cameos from people who are in the other movies and stuff okay so bill and ted i mean i like the first one because i was of a certain age to just like that kind of humor but i I can't watch the first one these days so when i watch the second one for me it's like watching a bad adam sandler movie do you mean the third one Uh, sorry the third one yeah the third one uh face the music i mean i love the nod to some of the things we remember and i you know it's the same characters and everything although i gotta admit keanu looks like he's wearing his age a little worse (laughs) yeah well i think that's one of the things where people always go like keanu reeves is aging so good but i think that beard of his helps yeah it's part of the plan right because when he does have the beard i mean like he still looks great for a guy his age but like i think that is the trick with a lot of older actors where it's like oh it's the beard like i see what's going on here like i think the beard just hides the ravages of time oh yeah Uh, i noticed that ashley and karen are both uh, finally catching up on watching cobra kai now that is a show that's how you continue something. <laughs> of course, now the material to work with is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I like. I do enjoy the Bill and Ted movies. They're quirky, but in a way, how do you phrase this? Like thinking about them, they should be worse than they are. Yeah, that's no, that's 
when I watch new movies, there's something, and I don't know if it's just the digital cameras or what, but everything feels slightly cheap to me. Now, now these are also low budget films. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm going to talk about like you know Jay and Silent Bob or whatever, like these are these are not movies that are made for like huge budgets, so they still look decent. And like Bill and Ted still had like you know like there's lots of effect shots in there, and they're they're fine. Yeah, the effects aren't aren't what's driving it, right? It's it's the charm, but there's a cheapness to just a lot of movies I watch now where, and maybe it's because I'm watching them on video for the first time, but I don't know, like, I can, if I go back, sometimes even watching low-budget movies from the 90s mm-hmm. and the 80s, like, they still feel more substantial even if they're terrible movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme's Cyborg. Yeah, man. Uh, there's a bad movie, but there's something about just real sets with fake rebar and stuff versus just, I don't know. Did, did I tell you what I've been binging lately? No. TV shows like The A-Team, MacGyver, and I just, so I finished The A-Team, and now I'm blasting through the fall guy. So you finished A-Team? Yeah, I finished it. Does A-Team have a final episode, or is it just one of those shows that stops? It, yeah, it got cut early. So I guess the last season was really bad. Their ratings were down. Their, uh, they changed up the, the story a bit. It just kind of cuts out on like a 13th episode or you know, a 16th episode of the season with no like real ending. That sucks. Kind of disappointing. All I can tell you though is I'm also watching Miami Vice again. I borrowed Michael Oakley's Blu-rays because I, I we were going to do a review series mm-hmm. and then obviously there's so many other things going on so oh, yeah. maybe I'll I'll do that in another form because I was like I was taking notes and stuff like I watched the first 6 mm-hmm. And I've got, like, notes, and then I feel like that was a year ago, and I still have his Blu-rays. I should give him his Blu-rays back. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's let's play a song. Yeah, what's your pick of the week? Pick of the week from Sweden, Midnight Danger, dropped a new album called Chapter 2, Endless Nightmares. And uh, there are so many good tracks on this album. I, I was, when I sent you these, I was, like, bouncing around trying to figure out which, which track I changed my mind like five times before I sent you the MP3, but I've chosen this song. It's called Hell Urge by Midnight Danger. Hell Urge.
right, and that was Hell Urge by Midnight Danger. That was uh, Julian's pick of the week, and that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $5 Club. I think I mentioned Star Nomad, right? And then there's uh, Tim Ross and Rob Dyson and Damian Rudy's Neon Knox, Christopher Albert, Marco Cranendonk, Daniel Dexius, Timothy Pierce, Starlight Fisher, Dana Jean Phoenix, and Simon Norberg. You guys are awesome. Hey, you know, Rob Dyson and I, we share the same birthday. It was this past Tuesday. What sun sign are you? Sun sign? What's a sun sign? Star sign. Oh, star sign. I'm a Virgo. I'm one of these cusp people. Ooh. So cusp of a Leo Virgo, but really a Virgo, I guess. I'm just introverted and annoying and, and pissy. Is that the definition? I don't know. Every time you read Virgo, apparently like Virgos get along with nobody. But you're doing okay, yeah, I think. I'm doing uh, okay. So maybe it's the Leo in me. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Or maybe it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say it. I'll let you say it. <laughs> Actually, a lot of my relatives are pretty big into astrology. Hmm. I'm like the guy in the family who's like the, but maybe it's a bunch of bullshit guy. <laughs> you must be fun at family dinners. Yeah, well, whatever, I let them. I mean, the thing is, I'm a Scorpio, and that's the coolest one. So, like, oh, really? even if you don't care, it's called Scorpio. The symbol is a scorpion. Okay. Like, so I can hear the people typing emails right you can't now. Argue with, yeah, you can't argue with that. <laughs> Anyone's going to be like... Well, you know, fucking Sagittarius is pretty cool. You yeah, but no, it isn't. You don't see Sagittarius on the back of uh of what's his name's jacket. Oh, fucking! Uh, why am I blanking on his name? <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. You don't see a yeah. You don't see an Aquarius or anything on the back of his jacket, now, do you? No. Well, because it's not cool, <laughs> and uh, everyone else knows it. Even if you if you don't like a thing, if it turns out that like if there's like a video game that sucks, yeah. And like that, I don't like it. But then it's like, oh, but if you turn on this code, you get to p- play as Darth Vader. Then I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. It still doesn't mean I like the game. It's just I like Darth Vader. So yeah, in this yeah. case, I like scorpions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, e- I don't even like scorpions. I just think they're cool. Because yeah, well, are they cool? I, I guess. Yeah, they glow in the dark. I like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Finish him. Yeah, that's his classic catchphrase. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, listen. Uh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, speaking of finish him. <laughs> <laughs> finish this. Finish this. Uh, All right. But uh, thanks for your picks. Anytime. Uh, I hope you have a, a lovely whatever. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, rest of the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to... The plan is to hopefully try and get back to maybe doing some live shows, although I don't know if I'm going to put my energy into doing the live Beyond Synth shows again, or mm-hmm. if I'm going to focus more on the Twitch show that I am currently formatting. But uh, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll find a place for you in whatever the thing is. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm always here. Yeah, man. And enjoy your uh, headphone stand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My headphone hook. And I should also say that there's a few more $5 pages like Simon Norberg, Stu M, Roman, Lee McConnell, Kai. If you want to support Beyond Synth, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can go to beyondsynth.com and click on the donate button. There's a PayPal option there. You can also do monthly donations as well if you want, or uh, yeah, that's how you support the show. And if you want to check out Julian, he hosts a show uh, with a guy called Dennis called The State of Synth. What's the website for that? Yes, sir. Just head over to nightride.fm, uh, 24-hour synthwave radio, and then uh, we probably air on, it can be a Tuesday, it can be a Wednesday or a Thursday, usually 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Daylight Time, I don't know which one, but yeah. Cool. 
Mm-hmm. So people should go do that. And that's all I got to say. So uh, have a lovely week. You and uh, we'll talk to you next time. All right. On Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. I was, in fact, saying goodbye to both you and the listener. I just realized it sounds like I'm plowing over you saying goodbye to me personally. Mm-hmm. As I'm like, <laughs> but but my, my goodbye is for you and the listener. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time... Until next time.